Hi, my name is Lee, and I am making this recording from a small town in western Pennsylvania, about an hour from Pittsburgh. When I think about my queer body living in pandemic times or any time, I kind of I cannot help but think of your queer body out there living too, of the queer bodies that came before us. Um, that's why I've really loved hearing the voices in these dispatches, hearing people talk about experiences that feel similar to mine and those that feel very, very different too. I entered into these pandemic times and the first meeting of the embodied testimony program from a place of body as adversary, a body in pain and in some dim gender trouble was one that I wanted to fix or at least ignore. Over these weeks, and I have begun to recognize my body as a kind of first responder, a tight fist in my solar plexus as it collapses, pulling my shoulders forward, round, a quiver at the base of my throat, a rigid jaw. This is not a problem. It's information I can use. And the pressure of this pandemic moment could have been only a disaster with fear and crushing grief. And I am struggling, like so many of us, and each day has plenty of heart in it. And yet, I am moving from body as adversary and gender as puzzle to solve, to body as partner in crime and gender as potential adventure. I'm learning that it's not all one thing or another. I can allow my fear, pain, anxiety, ugly to show up. I get to feel it, and that does not become me. It is more information I can use. I'm finding compassion for myself, and that is extending the compassion I can offer others. (laughs) I have been told that this is true, that this is how compassion can work, but I'm actually beginning to experience it. And another thing that I've been surprised by is that I found that my work on a solo theater project to work on something for live performance in this moment seems extravagant. Um, But it is, a, it is a project that's designed to explore the queer body, the contemporary queer body, and its relationship to queer history, his, historical queer bodies, and, and queer archive. I'm really curious about what it might be to tell some of those stories alongside personal story. And it has become this other way to feel into my queer body as I'm working with a collaborator across distance. Um, and I've memorized parts of Love Letters. Um, so far from a few famous queer folks, um, a letter from Lorena Hickok to Eleanor Roosevelt and another from Allen Ginsberg to Peter Orlovsky and, 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 and created some movement and, uh, imagined some characters and seeking out like these stories of love and tenderness from the queer margins, love letters, messages of care between friends reflections on the networks we create and the queer families we build, this actually feels like the right time for this work. And feels really connected to what we've done um, in embodied testimony, practicing being a witness 
and experiencing being seen through this chaotic pandemic time with Asher and the other people in the group has been a real surprise and a real gift and a space to keep uh, showing up to. It reminds me of the value of that, of showing up for yourself and for one another. And the deep need I have for community with other queer people that has been less present in my life in the past few years as I've lived outside of uh, major cities. I am realizing that I'm feeling hopeful and terrified, which I guess a lot of times go together, right? Um, And the last thing I want to share with people is this um, Marriott of the Mary Oliver poem, Don't Hesitate, that I recently came across. Um, And it begins, if you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind. And much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Take care. As I was driving home at dusk, wondering what to say for this, a young owl flew overhead. The outline of the body is sharp in contrast to the darkening of the sky, and I dreamed I was flying. Dreams, so many dreams, waking and sleeping. The souls mostly come visit me in the night, sometimes in my dreams. I'm gentle and soft with them, guiding them to the light. I realize I can be gentle like this with myself too. My spirit is thriving, but my body feels like dead weight. It's okay. I will wait for as long as it takes for my body to come join me. For this is the body I will have for the rest of this lifetime and only this lifetime. The body is impermanent and fragile. I know this by now. The waters of our body, the waters of the earth, The waters of the sky are one. A prayer. May they be blessed. May they be nourished. May they be set free. I've been enjoying exploring my body as a vessel. I imagine it as a nourishment vessel being filled up with mother's milk. Every cell being coated with fatty goodness. Can I sit in this bath of milk? For how long? Am I worthy enough? body as my chariot and my home what if i could view my body as sacred and as cherished as i consider the body of this queer earth i keep being reminded that this body is sacred this body of mine and the body of the earth are always together they're in constant communication with one another the more i listen to and develop this language of cues and moves the more i feel seen and held Seeing and holding and staying with me 
has not been easy for me this lifetime. I choose to stay with me now. Another owl, this one horned, much bigger, sitting, watching, the night rolls in. There are new and very old ways of being human that are currently being revealed. There is a way of being human that I feel in the wind and know in my bones, and it is soft and generous and playful and sensual and real. The reality for me is that the way most of us have been living on this planet as humans is not what I'm interested in. I feel my body panicking as the mention of things going back rattles the news. Everything in me says no, not that way of living. It was killing me. It's not a way of living that my body and heart can handle. It's defeating and full of roadblocks and fake charm. I see so much for us on this earth at this time. Today the garden was most beautiful. It smiled with real charm and sang its water-filled, colorful, and ancient song to me. The water droplets on the lady's mantle and the scent of the wild rose. The gathering of poppies tall and feathery in the breath of the wind. I long for a way of being where these are the things that we're interested in. The things that are important. The beauty of these moments is fleeting and soon the rain will be gone and petals will fall into the ground for compost. If these moments lasted forever, would they still be as beautiful? Staying with the seasons has taught me that there's always a different beauty to behold in each moment, one that may have been hard to imagine in the last. Chiriklo is a center of planet and I've been turning to it for guidance in this time. Chiriklo was the wife of Chiron, uh, who is known as the Wounded Healer. Chiriklo was once a water nymph, and then when she became the wife of Chiron, she took care of him after he was wounded and held sacred space for him to heal. As Melanie Reinhardt says in her summary of Chiriklo, Quote, to bear with, abide with, create sacred space or appropriate boundaries to accompany and bear witness, unquote. I'm channeling this energy these days to help me hold boundaries and sacred space for myself, my queer body, and for others to unfold in this time. I believe queers are the unrecognized sacred space holders who hold this world together, not by doing anything, but by simply just existing. Thank you, Asher for being a deeply cherished and respected space holder in this community. There are really very few folks who hold space in this special way that you do. Thank you to everyone in the Embodied Testimony Program. You are all brave and so wise, and I'm so grateful to have shared space with you in this way. And to the rest of you, thank you for listening and showing up however you do. A prayer from an abalone. May all souls breathe more easy. May you fill your space with what you love. May you fill your heart with who you love. And may you fill the earth with how you love. Stay safe. Love you. From Claire. <laughs>